0: Hey, y'all, Cable here, and this week's show brought to you by one of the most iconic ranches in all of Texas, not only for the Longhorn cattle, but also as the birthplace of exotic hunting. That's right, the Wyo Ranch headquarters is keeping the tradition and history of the iconic Wyo Ranch alive today. They've got phenomenal axis deer hunting. Also, great herds of fallow and syca deer. And then if you want to go after something more exotic, like an eland or a kudu, uh, they've got you covered there. Check it out. It's the Y.O. Ranch headquarters, located right there in the heart of the Texas Hill Country. And like I said, absolutely phenomenal place. Incredible lodging. The food is, it'll blow you away. Let me tell you, it's the Y.O. Ranch headquarters. Check it out at yoranchheadquarters.com.
1: If I father always said God's a fisherman, and now I know the reason why. And if some kind... Good
0: morning, good morning, sweet, beautiful Texas and beyond. A little Sturgill Simpson kicking things off for us here on Dallas Safari Club's Lone Star Outdoors show. Brought to you by Lone Star Beer and Hoff Power Polaris. I'm Cable Smith, your host, and it is great to be here talking, hunting, fishing, the great outdoors, and all that implies with you fine folks. Thank you so much for tuning in today. It means a lot to be able to share a part of each weekend with you, and we have a great show lined up for you this morning, so you know what to do by now. Why don't you pour yourself another cup of coffee out of that beat-up old thermos, grab your stool, pull it up a little closer to the campfire, because we've got a ton to get into, and we'll be all over the map as always, I guarantee you that. But uh, anyway, we will get the ball rolling here with some conservation discussion. Uh, Florida took a giant step backwards when it comes to sound, science-based wildlife management regarding their black bear population after a successful hunt last year, they decided to cancel the hunt this year. And uh, when you look at how many bears are being struck on their roadways and the number of nuisance black bear related phone calls that their fish and wildlife agency receives every day, uh, it's just pure stupidity that they would go the route that they did and cancel the bear hunt. Uh, It's completely based off anti Hunter protest and uh, overreaction. Uh, we'll get into all that here in just a second though with Safari Club International's uh, Jeff Patchen. He is the head of their state affairs. Uh, so we'll talk some conservation with Jeff momentarily. Uh, then a very special in studio guest will drop by. Many of you have probably enjoyed the music of Mike Ryan over the last few years. Uh, he'll be here to play some brand new tunes. He also happens to be gearing up for his first ever archery elk hunt. Uh, So I'm sure we'll discuss that as well. But uh, cool stuff coming up here with Mike when he joins us in studio in just a little bit. Of course, he'll bring his guitar, and uh, like I said, we'll hear some new tunes. And then we'll wrap up today's broadcast by checking in with an old friend. Uh, I tell you what, he's a straight shooter, always uh, shoots from the hip, and you never know what he's going to say. But Arlie Ermy, the great Arlie Ermy. We'll be here at the bottom of the hour. Uh, we'll discuss some of the upcoming hunts he has planned for this fall, as well as his hit show, Gunning Time, on Outdoor Channel. So uh, cool stuff coming up here with R. Lee Ermey at the bottom of the hour. That's what's on the docket for today. I'm certainly excited about it. Hope you guys are as well. Uh, let's go ahead now and do a, a quick giveaway. I've got a Lone Star Ag Credit rifle case, a Lone Star beer camo cap, and koozie, plus a Lone Star Outdoor Show sticker, which we will give this prize pack away to the third person to text in the word CONSERVATION, that's CONSERVATION, to 214-289-7807, 214-289-7807, text in the word CONSERVATION, and you could win the before-mentioned prize pack. Um, Let's see, what else? Oh, yeah. Our July Photo of the Month contest is going on right now. We're taking submissions. Send in your best hunting, fishing, or outdoor photo to LoneStarOutdoorShow@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Better yet, post it on our Facebook page wall or message it to me on Instagram. Or you can use the hashtag LSOSPhotoContest. We'll get you entered. This month's prize is the Trophy Ridge React Bow Sight. retails for upwards of 200 bucks, And uh, one lucky bow hunter is going to get a pretty sweet site for their rig uh, and then our 12 monthly winners of course will square off at the end of the year for a chance to join me on a trophy black buck or axis deer hunt down at coons canyon ranch in rock springs texas so another fabulous grand prize hunt package brought to you by coons canyon ranch let's take a break we've got so much to get into today up next it's jeff Patchen of safari club international we'll get sdi's take on the latest setback for hunting and conservation in our country. It's coming up next only on DSC's Lone Star Outdoor show.
2: I felt the
1: lights on the big, big stages A fire burning in my soul I had those nights where my guitar was raging It's not something you control
0: Smith here for Deerview Windows. As a whitetail hunter, nothing is more frustrating than poor visibility in a deer blind. It can flat ruin a hunt. At Deerview Window Company, they manufacture windows solely for the use in deer stand and deer blinds. All of their windows and doors can be custom made to fit your specific openings. Or you can select from standard sizes from hinged windows to sliding windows and everything in between. Visit DeerviewWindows.com to determine which style window is best for your deer blind. Plus, you'll get a free quote. Deerview Windows, where visibility matters. <coughs> Howdy, friends. Cable Smith here, and many of you have seen my pictures throughout the last hunting season of my Custom 7 mag. That rifle was built by Horizon Firearms. Horizon Firearms is a custom rifle builder here in Texas located in College Station, and they specialize in extremely accurate custom rifles designed exactly the way you want them. Give them a call at 979-229-4664 or check them out at horizonfirearms.com. LSC Trailer Sales offers a full line of utility trailers from small single axle trailers to heavy equipment trailers, ATV trailers, car haulers, landscape trailers, cargo trailers, truck beds, and more. They can special order a custom trailer to fit your needs and have the ability to customize standard models in-house. LSC Trailer Sales is here to assist you with any questions that you have about trailers. Call 940-566-1133 or visit lsctrailersales.com. That's lsctrailersales.com. Are you looking for the perfect place to send your hunting buddy? Then check out Tioga Retrievers. With over 20 years' experience, Angie and Tim Becker can provide you with a field champion or a well-rounded hunting companion. Tioga Retrievers takes pride in catering to the needs of each owner and their dog. Conveniently located 45 miles north of DFW in Aubrey, Texas, Tioga Retrievers also offers day training and boarding. Call 940-440-0018 or visit them online at www.tiogaretrievers.com. That's T-I-O-G-A, retrievers.com.
1: And trains coming rolling back again. So the next time you come looking, you know I won't be right. Cause I think I can't be lonesome,
0: far away. Cable Smith, welcoming everybody back to Dallas Safari Club's Lone Star Outdoor Show, brought to you by Lone Star Beer and our friends at Hoff Power Polaris, uh, getting a little help there from Justin Towns Earl, and uh, man, it is so great to be here with you today, well, thanks for sharing a part of your weekend with me as we're about to dive into a little conservation discussion, some bad news out of the state of Florida, and I'll explain exactly why that should matter to you or maybe it doesn't matter to you it sure as hell matters to me uh, and I'll explain why here in just a little bit but before we do that this segment of the show is brought to you by Dallas Safari Club the worldwide leader in big game conservation to get involved with this like-minded group of folks who are passionate about conservation hunter advocacy and education check us out at biggame.org okay well uh, if you haven't heard The state of Florida last year had its first ever black bear hunt. It was highly successful. Uh, Over 300 bears taken in just two days of hunting. And sadly, this year, in spite of science and the recommendations from the paid wildlife experts that the Florida Wildlife Commission employees, uh, they decided to cancel the bear hunt. Absolutely asinine. And we're going to get into all of that right now with Jeff Patchen. Uh, the Manager of Government Relations and State Affairs for SCI, Safari Club International. Uh, Jeff, it is great to have you with us, man. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Cable. Appreciate you having me on today. It is certainly a pleasure. Uh, So why don't you tell us a little bit about
3: what you do for SCI? Sure. So with Safari Club, I am the uh, Manager of Government Relations and their State Affairs. So I handle uh, and track all of the legislation and different regulations coming out of the states that affects sportsmen um, in domestic policy, really. So and it pops up between ivory bands to different firearm issues that really affect our membership, um, I monitor, track those, work on them, contacting state legislators, you name it. I do it. Anything that happens in the state that we're involved with comes through my little office. Mm-hmm. Okay, so
0: you're based out of D.C.?
3: I am based out of D.C., correct.
0: Right on. Okay, well, um, two weeks ago, as you well know, we saw the state of Florida take a giant step backwards when it comes to wildlife management and conservation. Um, the Florida Wildlife Conservation Commission voted 4-3 to three to cancel the state's 2016 bear hunt. What's so troubling about this, you know, if this could happen in Florida after a highly successful 2015 hunt, you know, don't be naive if you're listening today and think it, something like this couldn't happen in your home state because it can and it does. Um, but so anyway, they canceled their proposed second bear season uh, and, you know, just kind of backing up to the last year's hunt, they they took 304 bears in two days last
3: season. So to me, that says there's a serious overpopulation of black bear. It's incredible. Uh, I recently saw a study that puts their population of black bears at around 4,300 wow. bears, which is an incredible amount. Uh, like you kind of mentioned earlier, the 2015 hunt was super successful. They sold... uh, about 3,800 permits, which generated about $375,000 in revenue that goes back to the state bear management program. They didn't reach their harvest. You mentioned 304 bears were taken. Their harvest was 320 bears statewide. So for all the metrics, everything that we could see as a successful black bear hunt definitely accomplishes all of its goals.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so okay, so they took over 300 bears, and yet uh, in 2000 15, the numbers as far as bears killed by motor vehicles, so that was 243 bears killed. Uh, And then as far as nuisance related black bear phone calls placed to the Florida Fish and Wildlife Agency, that was over 6,904 nuisance calls related to black bears. So once again, if hunters took 300 black bears and yet the number of phone calls and uh, the number of bears killed by cars or trucks went up, obviously the hunt didn't have, you know, a deterring factor or negative impact on the
3: population. Right. And what's troubling about that number you mentioned, Cable, about the 6,000 phone calls made, only 99 of phone calls concerning black bears were made to the uh, Fish and Wildlife Commission in 2000. So just in 15 years, you could see how drastically the number of uh, phone calls went up relating to the black bear issues as well. Yeah, so let's find out I mean
0: how exactly did this happen? Uh, why would a commission look at all the data and say, "Oh, no. Um, you know, even though last year was turned out great on every measure, oh, this year we're just going to go ahead and cancel
3: it." Yeah, so we'll backtrack a little bit. So the, this year the Fish and Wildlife Commission came up with four different options of what was going to happen with the black bear hunt this fall. First one was to hold the same hunt as in 2015. Um, the second one would to hold a black bear hunt similar to last year with a few different changes. Uh, the third option would to postpone the bear hunt until 2017. And then the fourth option was just to end the bear hunt altogether. And as you alluded, they decided to postpone the hunt, which went against all of the state recommendations of the wildlife management experts. They, The wildlife experts uh, decided that the second option, holding a bear hunt with similar, as similar to last year with a few different changes, was the way to go. mm mm-hmm. um, which you know, the Fish and Wildlife staff has been working with world-renowned black bear experts to help reestablish the up-to-date population numbers, as we both kind of touched on earlier. Um, And they also obtained a favorable review of the state's black bear management program, including the proposed hunt by a panel of seven different black bear experts from around the country. So, it wasn't even just a Florida-centric issue that they reached out to, but reached out to a various number of different states. to get their expert opinion on it, on things. And currently, uh, 33 of the 41 states that have a black bear population allow hunting. So you can see that black bear hunting is something sustainable, that you can manage the wildlife populations very successfully while, allow, by allowing hunting.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. And so, uh, you know, credit Florida for, for reaching outside of their state and, and grabbing some of the, the most knowledgeable experts on black bear, getting their opinions, and they all say the same thing. You need to have a bear hunt. And yet here we are uh, two weeks after the fact. And the disturbing thing is all of these, uh, um, we'll say, just uh, animal rights activists, just to put it nicely, um, Mm -mm. they're united. That is the one thing that they're good at, at uniting and protesting. Um, At the actual commission meeting, they outnumbered the pro-hunting
3: community three to one. And that's alarming. That is very alarming, and you you are right. they do they organize very quickly and they o- organize very effectively as well. Um, we see this not only with black bears but a number of different legislators and commission meetings throughout the whole the whole country that this is just not happening in Florida, and that's kind of what we kind of you kind of harped on earlier about you know why does a listener in Texas care about the effects of a Florida black bear hunt? Well, it's just not only going to be a Florida black bear hunt. maybe next year it's something to do with hogs in Texas, you know there's gonna be a, a number of different issues that these, as you nicely put them, the anti-hunters, can organize and effectively get their message across various platforms.
0: Yeah, which is just so stupid because uh, when you talk about a conservation, when you talk about the conservation aspect of bear hunting, hunters are targeting mature boars. I mean, that's that's what we want. And that's, you know, it's unethical to go shoot uh, a mother with cubs, and hunters don't do that. It's probably also illegal in Florida's case. I don't know for sure, but... um, we don't, we're not after the mothers. We're not after the cubs. And here's the crazy thing is, like, one of the highest causes of, of bear mortality is mature boars preying on cubs. So hunters are actually, you know, out there targeting the number one predator of bear cubs. And so it's just more proof that when it comes full circle, hunting is and always will be conservation. Exactly.
3: Yes. Yeah, hunting is definitely an appropriate response to address all these bear conflicts that are happening in Florida, without a doubt.
0: Yeah. It's the same thing with alligators. Uh, Big male alligators are the number one predatory animal when it comes to smaller gators. So, you know, it's kind of the same concept there, which uh, Texas, we we don't have a huntable bear population, but we dang sure have a ton of alligators, just like uh, (laughs) Florida. As far as seeing this thing changed, uh, if this commission isn't willing to listen to the paid wildlife biologists and experts that they not only have in their state, but the ones they outsource from other states.
3: Um, how, how can we rectify this this wrong? It's going to come down to the actual sportsmen and women on the ground. Um, they need to advocate strongly during the upcoming year for to keep science-based wildlife management and the preservation of the value culture of the hunting heritage as a number one priority uh, in the state of Florida. Um, I don't think that goes about doubt. I'm sure you see it all the time, but if the listeners could call in to their to their friends in Florida, which I'm sure they have a couple of, and just say this is what's going on. The Fish and Wildlife Commission is clearly not listening to the science-based management of these bears. Clearly not listening to their wildlife biologists that are professionals in their field. That they just need to kind of cause their cause a little uproar themselves, kind of like what the anti-hunters are doing by these protesting. You kind of need to protest the protesters in the way. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the, the most alarming trend we're
0: seeing in uh, American wildlife management is that so many uh, people in places of authority aren't hunters. And when you have that, uh, you know, the animal rights activists essentially in a leadership position, ultimately wildlife is going to lose.
3: Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and in a lot of these wildlife commissions or who are appointed by either government officials or voted in, you, you, you make a very good point that they are not always hunters. They don't always have the best interest of the overall population. They kind of have that knee-jerk reaction of what is the hot topic and how can we play to our constituency right now instead of looking at the larger picture and, and see how something such as hunting is conservation, take that into a role consideration and actually implement those practices versus just allowing these anti-hunters just come in and say, no, hunting is really bad. Hunting, we don't want hunting in our state. It's a a black eye. Here's my Save the Bear t-shirt I'm wearing. Exactly. Here's my Facebook (laughs) like, and here's my petition to end all sorts of things. But at the end of the day, that's just harming wildlife. These knee-jerk reactions are doing more harm for wildlife than actually listening and reading the science behind these proposals. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, and just one last point to hit on here. I I read in in an article that... uh, the Florida Fish and Wildlife Agency has pledged nearly $900,000 for non-lethal alternatives here in 2016. And just the pure stupidity of that, here you have a viable bear hunt that's generating income uh, upwards of $300,000, and they're going to turn around and say, well, here's almost a million dollars we're going to spend on non-lethal uh, measures. It's just
3: stupid. You're right. And the kicker is, out of that you know, 900000 you mentioned, about a third of that came from last year's. Revenue in the bear hunt, so I think it's very ironic. A little it makes me laugh a little bit. Maybe it's just me, just being a little cynical <laughs> yeah. now, but that they're using the money that they generated from a bear hunt to propose and implement non non-lethal implementation such as you know trash trash bins.
0: Uh, it's really frustrating. Uh, something that we definitely need to cover, uh, help spread the word, and and you know it's like you said, it's not just specific to Florida. Uh, last year, our friends up in Maine faced the same thing. Uh, as far as hunting bears over bait or with dogs luckily uh the good the good people of uh, northern maine got that shot down and uh they still have their way of life up there but it's it sucks to see somebody take a giant step forward and then the very next year like we've been talking about just knee jerk and take two steps back exactly exactly well all right man well hey we certainly do appreciate it jeff and if folks want to uh find out more information
3: on safari club where can uh, where can they check that out Sure. So you can just head to our website. It's very simple. It's just SEI, hunters.org. Perfect. Well, hey, we certainly appreciate it. Thanks, Gabe. I appreciate you having me on today.
0: All right. There he goes, Jeff Patchen of Safari Club International. Uh, great stuff there. Appreciate Jeff jumping on. Uh, that segment, by the way, proudly brought to you by Lone Star Beer, the national beer of Texas, Grab a 12-pack on your way to the lake this summer and be sure to celebrate tight lines and full stringers responsibly with an ice-cold Lone Star Beer. Lone Star Beer, the national beer of Texas. Um, Okay, let's take a quick break. Up next, a very special in-studio guest one of my favorite Texas singer-songwriters. In addition to playing some brand new tunes off an upcoming record, we'll also get into a little bow hunting as he is preparing for his first ever archery elk hunt. So up next is the honky-tonkin, hunting his son of a gun in Fort Worth, Texas. Mike Ryan drops by only on DSC's Lone Star Outdoor Show.
1: And I'm a faster than a locomotive tougher than told me Son, you should know the walls always tumble down just when you sure that they in rain
5: no easy road
1: All
0: right a little Fred Eaglesmith Doesn't ain't no easy road bringing us back here on DSC's Lone Star Outdoors show brought to you by Lone Star Beer and Hoff Power Polaris. Cable Smith here with you today. Thank you for tuning in. It is great to be here with you. Uh, Our thoughts and prayers are with the Dallas Police Department and uh, the North Texas community after the uh, fatal attack that was carried out on our police officers at the Black Lives Matter rally uh, here this past week. So our thoughts and prayers go out to the uh, families of those officers who were killed. I I don't get what is going on in our country today, but it, it seems like we are getting closer and closer to a tipping point. Uh, So, tumultuous times, that is for sure, and that's why I always carry my STI-45. They are Texas-made and Texas-owned and offer a full lineup of 1911 and 2011 pistols. You can see them for yourself at stiguns.com. It's time to protect you and yours. There's so many crazy people out there, so do what I do. Go Texan. Go STI. Okay, well, without further ado, let's bring on our next guest. He is a passionate hunter and uh, one of the best singer-songwriters going right now in country music. Uh, He's got his guitar with him here in studio. It is my pleasure to welcome Mike Ryan to the show. Absolutely, my pleasure. And your manager, Wayne Foster, here with you too, so it's great to have him as well. Wayne, yeah, Yeah. he's
6: he's in tow this afternoon Yeah,
0: and I I knew Wayne was all right. he said he was at SHOT Show, so Oh yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're in good company, that's for sure Uh, So, how's your summer been, man?
6: It's been a great summer so far, we've had a busy schedule And uh, not too many outdoor shows for this (laughs) hot weather, so that's good Uh, But uh, I'm sure we'll... We'll have plenty of uh, plenty of hot outdoor shows before the year's over with, but that's just the way things go, man. Um,
0: well, I don't know a lot about you personally, but I'm a big fan of your music, and so I found out you know you like the outdoors, like to hunt and fish. I uh so that was you know natural. It was like, we we should have Mike on the show. Um, so, do you prefer hunting or fishing, or enjoying both equally, or?
6: Uh, I definitely prefer hunting to fishing. I mean, if somebody gives me a rod, I'll go you know, wet a line, It's uh, any, any type of outdoor activity is always, uh, better than
0: sitting inside. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But,
6: um, uh, if, if I have a choice, I'd, I'd choose hunting probably nine times out of 10. And what is your favorite thing to hunt? Man, uh, the last several years I've gotten really into bow hunting. Um, and, uh, whitetail has been my primary game, but, uh, I've always loved hunting pigs. Uh Uh, I'm going on a, elk hunt this year, uh, in September, which I'm, I've never, I've never hunted elk with, uh, uh, with a bow before I've, I've went on, I've gone on one elk hunt so far, but it was a rifle hunt and it was a little bit different, but this elk hunt that we're going on in September ought to be, ought to be great, man. I'm excited about it. Colorado, New Mexico. It's in New Mexico. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cimarron Valley. Uh-huh. Um, and it's, we're going to be there, I think five or six days and, uh, we'll be on foot there's a base camp in the mountains and then we we get up the mountain uh, every morning and hunt all day long and then make it back to base camp for the night oh yeah so you're gonna be tired oh yeah (laughs) yeah and i've already already started working my getting my mountain legs under me on this treadmill and walking stair steppers and you know loading up a backpack and just going for a walk so hopefully um i'll be in in good shape come september that's
0: awesome yeah i shot my first elk Last September in New Mexico, uh, northwest New Mexico, uh, with a bow. Really? Yeah. Um, it was the second week of September, so they were like just getting into their pre rut. Yeah. And I called a satellite bull into 18 yards. Just nice. in, and he'd bugle back. And then I had a little, you know what you need to get is, uh, if you don't have it already, it's called the. Uh, Hoochie Mama? Hoochie Mama. You just I got it. You can put it in your pocket, and it muffles the sound. Oh, yeah. yeah and, you know, you can point a different direction. And so, really kind of confused. The bull, and Uh you know, he'll come in trying to really pinpoint exactly where you are. So, we played cat and mouse, and you know, definitely the highlight of my hunting career. Yeah, do it. No guides, public land. Like you said, we had a base, uh, we had a wall tent at 11,000 feet. Yeah, and the problem was, is we actually had to walk down about a couple thousand feet to get to the elk, but the water was up here, so it didn't sound bad in the morning, but then. At night, when you're exhausted. <laughs> yeah, then you got to go. A couple uh, we were too tired to like, make dinner, man. It was, <laughs> it was insane, but uh, definitely the trip of a lifetime. You're gonna have a blast, that's for sure. Um, as far as musically though, uh, your last record, Bad Reputation, mm-hmm. came out in 2014. I can't remember how many singles uh, you guys put out off of it, but <clears throat> did very well for you.
6: Yeah, yeah, it did. We uh, we put uh, four singles out and. They were received well, and we got a lot of great mileage out of this album, and looking forward to the next one. We've got some some new stuff coming down the line now. We're recording at the moment, and uh, been starting to play some of the new songs at the live shows, and getting really good response from those, too. So, uh, we're we're excited about this next project coming out.
0: Well, I'm going to ask you, uh, we are going to take a listen to some new stuff here in a little bit, okay. but my personal favorite is when I drink beer, so... Would you mind playing that one for us?
6: Absolutely, man. I'd be happy to. Well, this one's called When I Drink Beer.
1: (laughs) When I drink beer I know what happens I've seen it happen A hundred times before Well I tell myself I'll just have a couple And I'll have a couple Then a couple more And by that fifth one I'm holding my phone Looking through pictures Of me and you then i'll sit there and stare at your number thinking i shouldn't but i always do and ooh you don't always answer ooh it's better if you don't cause ooh and just keep drinking crawl in a cab and head back home but when you answer it gets messed up cause you get dressed up and meet me here I know it's only cause you're lonely but that don't matter When I drink beer But I can't have you And if I can't have you I just want to be Right now I'm thirsty For a cold one much as I want one Well I'm steering clear Cause I'm still hurting And it's been a long time Since the last time when I drink beer Yeah, so i take water Maybe Coca-Cola Cause I know what happens When I drink beer
0: Awesome man, love that tune. Thanks for uh, thanks for making the show host happy. Uh, you bet. So we talked about new stuff coming down the pipe here, uh, relatively soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned that you're going to be gone in September. So when can we expect a uh, you know a release date? You're recording right now, but you got that Elkhunt plan. So oh yeah, uh, it's probably after that, I imagine.
6: Yeah. Well, so we don't have uh, an exact uh, exact timeline set up for this new record. We're going to have a single out, uh, in the next several weeks. Um, I'd say probably month or two, we'd have another single out and then, uh, we'll follow that with, uh, either a second single or, uh, the, the release of the album later on, probably in the fall. Um, b- after b- the sometime Elkant. after the open. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Before, uh, before the end of the year for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, uh, you want to play us a new one? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this uh, this first one I'm going to play will be uh, Damn Good Goodbye.
1: <laughs> we all met in my place Cause my folks were out of town It was our last night together We were gonna make it count we were headed off to auburn texas tech and kansas state like a band of brothers breaking up with one more show to play so we drank a case of shiner and all my daddy's makers mark pulled them speakers on the back porch sat around and smoked cigars sang alone and laugh till dawn, and watch that red sunrise. Well, that was a damn good goodbye. Well, I was hurting that next morning, but I had one thing left. Cause the only girl I'd ever loved Was bound for Baton Rouge We said we'd make it work But we both knew that was a lie High school love ain't strong enough For a seven hour drive So we parked out by the football field Sat in the stands and watched that red sunrise. That was a day. times you ever had nothing makes a memory that you'll take with you all your life like a day
0: Brand new. I mean, how many people have heard that? You're just now starting to play it at live shows.
6: We uh, we are, yeah. We've uh, we played it. I don't know the last five or six shows. I think so. There's, you know, a few hundred or a yeah. thousand people that have heard it, but maybe they were paying attention. Maybe they weren't. <laughs> uh, but it'll be uh, it'll be out on the record here before too
0: long. Uh, let's knock out a quick break here. Come back, talk some more hunting and fishing, and uh, hear another brand spanking new tune. Sounds good. Perfect. And that segment, by the way, brought to you by Rustic Reminders Taxidermy in Marion, Texas. Whether it's a black bear, white tail, axis deer, trout, you name it. If I shot it or caught it, for that matter, and want to preserve that memory to last the rest of my lifetime, uh, I call Josh and Becky at Rustic Reminders Taxidermy. You should do the same thing, and you can find their website by visiting gr8mounts.com. That's gr8mounts.com. Let's knock out that break. Y'all don't go anywhere, though. We'll be right back with more from Mike Ryan right here on DSC's Lone Star Outdoors Show.
1: If I made things right, if I started the night, what do you come back?
0: in the market for a compact track loader then check out the bobcat advantage where bobcat track loaders squared off against other brands in a variety of tests and challenges whether you're looking for performance advantages uptime protection or quality design bobcat compact track loaders are the best built machines in the industry but don't take our word for it watch the videos at bobcatadvantage.com or see bobcat machines in person at bobcat of dallas Louisville, bobcat of fort worth and bobcat of longview visit bobcat of dallas.com or call 469-586-0000 today LSC Trailer Sales offers a full line of utility trailers from small single axle trailers to heavy equipment trailers, ATV trailers, car haulers, landscape trailers, cargo trailers, truck beds, and more. They can special order a custom trailer to fit your needs and have the ability to customize standard models in-house. LSC Trailer Sales is here to assist you with any questions that you have about trailers. Call 940-566-1133 or visit lsctrailersales.com. That's lsctrailersales.com.
2: This is David Farerty and thanks for listening to the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Me.
1: I if you even hear me. Hey, you. Are you listening to me? I gotta tell you what you mean to me. You're the one I wanna tell my secrets to.
0: little Jack Ingram bringing us back on Dallas and Party hey, Club, Lone Star Outdoor Show, brought to you by Lone Star Beer and hey, oh, Power Powerflare. I'm Cable Smith, great to be here with you today, as we've still got a lot to get into regarding the great outdoors, uh, plus some country music, Mike Ryan is still here in studio with us uh, with his guitar, so we'll have some more brand new music coming at you momentarily, but first, this segment of the show is brought to you by my absolute favorite vacation destination, I'm talking about Port Aransas on the Texas coast. In addition to the deep blue waters of the Gulf of Mexico, Port A has miles and miles of coastline, beautiful sunsets, and really just an island vibe that you can't get anywhere else in the Lone Star State or the Gulf Coast region, for that matter. So come fish and play Texas Island style. For more information, visit PortAransas.org. All right. Uh, well, let's go ahead and pick it back up now with our buddy Mike Ryan. Uh, we appreciate you sticking around, brother. Absolutely. Let's let's talk a little bit more about
6: your background, as far as where you're from. I know you're a native Texan, but uh, you're you know where you grew up. I grew right up forgetting. down in in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, mm-hmm. and I was I was down there for the first eighteen years or so, and then um, I went to school and college at the University of North Texas up in Denton. And hey, so me I've, too. Did you really? Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. So I I was there. Uh, for five or six years yeah, me too. Um, and then I, I uh, moved to Louisville for a little bit and then I moved over to Fort Worth and that's kind of where I've uh, I've I, I don't know if I put down roots or anything I hadn't bought a house yet or started a family but I, I, it feels homey uh-huh. Fort Worth feels real homey to me so um, I'm enjoying my time there uh, When were you at UNT I went 04 to 09. Okay, I think
0: I was there like 05 to 08, but okay. I started out at Baylor, uh, t- went to school there for three years and was like, you know what, wearing a shirt and tie, you know, thinking about that whole concept of doing business was just like, I don't want to do that. No yeah. offense, Wayne, I see you probably just took your tie <laughs> off. But, uh, so I was like, well, you know what, if I can't play sports professionally, I'm going to talk about them on the radio and I interned for Norm over at the ticket and okay. realized hey, those guys are making a half million dollars a year to talk about what the Cowboys did last week. Who doesn't want that job? Yeah. So it was like a dead end. (laughs) Then I took a job in Texarkana at a small station. And uh, my boss was like, you got to host a hunting and fishing show every week. And I just just fell in love with it and never looked back. So that was uh, almost seven years ago now.
6: That's awesome, man.
0: Yeah. But uh, definitely enjoyed my time in Denton. Fry Street was like a second home there.
6: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was lots of fun places, and I still uh, go back to visit frequently. I've got uh, a couple of friends that have started businesses there, and and uh, one of them on Fry Street, my buddy Sean and uh, Mitch, they opened up this bar called Public House, uh, and uh, it's a it's a cool spot. I used to play there back in uh, in college, along with some other places, our bar, Rock and Rodeo, uh, mm-hmm. and it's it's a uh, it's a fun town, man. I I enjoy it, and I get back frequently.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I was in the uh, like the radio, TV, film school. Mm-hmm. Pretty liberal deal. I'd go duck hunting at Ray Roberts. <laughs> yeah. Drop the dog off in the backyard and be like, I gotta get to class. And I'd wear my waders. To people class. People would be looking at like yeah, I have camo on my face. to Like <laughs> who let this redneck into our school? <laughs> they weren't ready for it. But. My <laughs>
6: man. You know, I didn't start. Uh, utilizing Ray Roberts until a couple of years after I finished up at North Texas. I, I started duck hunting uh, f- for the first time in my life, probably my sophomore year of college, uh-huh. and got in it quick. I mean, I was just – you know how it happens with duck hunting. I mean, it starts with a set of waders, and then next thing you know, you're looking at duck boats and <laughs> hiring <laughs> yeah. trainers to, to find you dogs to, yeah. to go out and get your ducks. and So um, – I luckily i i uh i haven't bitten i haven't been bitten that hard i haven't felt like i needed to take out a second mortgage to go buy me a duck boat or anything no like that no dog yet no dog yet right. but uh, the dog will come yeah um, as soon as i can find a little time to to well get your off the road though I mean, it's <laughs> it's difficult that's the thing yeah um, we we spend a lot of time out and about and um, i don't have uh anybody at home to take care of a dog at this point so yeah uh but that'll come that's why yeah. i think that's why uh my
0: friend ray johnston i don't know if you know him but i know ray he's Good. got his
6: little dude with him oh yeah
0: all of that but it's a boykin so it's small and you know mm-hmm. he a, travels well go to a lab it's a little bit yeah more difficult
6: <laughs> yeah um, it's a big difference between a 20 pound and a 70 pound dog you yeah
0: know? yeah but that's what I mean. That's that's how I fell in love with uh, hunting. Really, was the dog just like that? That bond of, and we were both new to it. I've been hunting about fourteen years. And that first lab I had, when I saw how much he loved it, I was just hooked. Never yeah. Look back, and now it's like you know all you see all this uh, these animals in here. Zane Williams coined this delicious room of death. <laughs> <laughs> and next time you're here. There'll be a black bear sitting on that gun safe. Ooh, so, yeah, nice. That's, that's the taxidermist. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, tell us a little bit about your your earliest hunting memory. You grew up in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. I don't
6: know if it was dove hunting with your dad or your first deer or whatever it was. Man, some of my first One that memories, stands out. Um, you know, one that I had with my dad. Uh, I was actually with my dad and my brother. We used to have a ranch in Lakey, Texas, mm-hmm. which is a little... It's about two hours west of San Antonio, and uh, he used to wake us up real early. And uh, as as everyone does when when they go deer hunting, we we'd go down, drive the truck down to the blind, and um, sit in the blind for a while. It was usually it seemed like hours before the sun came up, but it was probably you know maybe twenty or thirty minutes. I don't know, but it was always one of those deals where we'd get tired. At me I'd be in there me and my dad and my my brother in this little tin box blind and you know we were if we weren't fighting about something we were probably just ornery from being awake that early and so sometimes we'd go sleep in the truck well one time uh, <clears throat> we'd gotten down there it was dark we were in the in the blind and me and Paul went went and slept in the truck for a while and next thing you know just <clears throat> kaboom and me and me and paul both sit up in the truck and we run out to the blind and see dad sitting there and there's a deer laid down in the field he's got himself a deer and then and uh we're like man that's awesome you know that's great hunt." and then he pull and we're just sitting there and this other deer walks out after that and it's like well what do we do now well dad is like You want to shoot this deer, and I'm not even back in the blind yet. He hands me the rifle through the window of the blind, and I shot this deer. And now we got two deer down the field. And uh, I don't know. I don't remember if Paul ever made it out of the truck. I guess he was really tired or something. But he helped us clean him up after the fact. But uh, this, I say that now. Paul's a he's a professional hunter. He's he works for the Border Patrol, so he's he's hunting every day. (laughs) Yeah, but. but and you know we've we've got I've got tons of stories like that I, I shot my first deer with my dad and um me and my brother have, have hunted together all our lives and that that ranch that we have in Lakey is just it's gone now I'm, uh we had to sell it and so I, I've got great memories there you know me and me and Paul just all all our lives growing up we'd spend as much time as we could out in the woods with a shotgun or a 22 or a fishing yeah. pole because uh, we had a river that ran through there too and so we'd have have ourselves a, a lot of good times out there for sure by the time you guys sold that place of the access deer oh it that, far? that yeah there that was the best part about it because yeah. there was access everywhere i mean that was you're as likely to see a whitetail as you were an access running through the uh, that's awesome. There. And there was it had to be different ones because it was you know, over a span of about twelve years, but there was a uh, these elusive axis bucks that were out there, just giant bucks, and we'd see them. It's every time I saw them, it was never when I had a gun handy. It was like we were going swimming or something, and yeah. we had uh, we had a lunch pail with us, or we had a or we had a twenty-two something that wasn't gonna do any kind of damage and and take this deer down because we saw them our all our lives. It was. 10 12 years that we'd see this deer or a deer like it just a giant axis that would i mean his horns would damn near be hitting his butt as he was laid his head back to run through the the woods run away from you yeah (laughs) and there was a couple times where he sat there just looking at us like he saw us and we saw him and we just looked at each other for a while and then he'd mosey off into the woods but never once did i have an opportunity to shoot uh one of those guys and uh, one of these days, maybe I'll get a chance to go back out there or somewhere else that has a big axis deer and, and take one. But uh, they sure are fun to look at. Oh yeah,
0: they're, they're absolutely beautiful animals and tasty too. Oh yeah. yeah.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, well, so you said you got into bow hunting a couple years back, I guess. And mm-hmm. um, but tr- like looking back, do you have a favorite? Caliber rifle that you're you know one of the old trusty.
6: Um. Well, you know, I I grew up. Uh, my the first deer rifle that I was uh, given was a out six and it's a Ruger M77. And I loved that gun. I thought it was, it was just a favorite of mine. My dad's he actually had an M77 as well out six. His barrel was a little bit shorter than mine, so I preferred mine because it didn't kick. As much, Mm -hmm. Uh, but 30-06 was just a great caliber, Uh, and I I killed a lot of deer and pigs and uh, whatever milk jugs and coconuts (laughs) and things with that rifle, and it was it was cool. Unfortunately, a few years back, it was stolen, Um, so I don't have that rifle anymore. Uh, But I I do. Since then, I've fallen in love with the 308 caliber mm-hmm. um and which is very similar ballistically to a uh a 30-06 um but i've just i feel like a 308 is just a it's a great all-around caliber just about any gun sh- store you go in is going to have ammunition available uh and there's uh several different platforms that i've got that caliber in so now i've got an ar and a bolt and uh, i'm sure the collection will get bigger as 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 days go on but oh yeah um, I just I like the uh, 308, and you know there's there's other calibers that are great. I mean every bullet's got its job, you know. But um, I like the 308 now just for uh, consistency across multiple platforms. Oh
0: yeah, and you can you pretty much kill anything in North America with just a 308. about
6: yeah. yeah. I mean maybe you might struggle a little bit with a moose or something, yeah, but yeah. it'll take him down.
0: Yeah. good shot anyway. <laughs> um, well it, I think it was better time. When, when we were kids they were probably close to the same age but you know dad hands you a 30 out six my dad handed me a fishing pole and you know, I was like okay right, we'll see you at dinner time now it's here's an Xbox and yeah they have calluses on their hands today's kids but it's not because they were outside doing you know it's being, from the joystick buttons kids and <laughs> yeah young men are supposed to do uh-huh like, uh, I don't know I, I look at my my son and just feel like it's not safe you can't just let your kid go down to the creek you know mm-hmm. it's just it's totally different and I think it was a better time back then probably even better when our parents were kids but yeah you know. as far as uh
6: bucket list hunts you're checking off
0: the elk here in September mm-hmm. tell me real quickly if there's anything else that's like you know front and center for you
6: oh yeah uh, there's there's definitely um hunts uh, this this elk one has been been a, a big one for a long time and I'm as excited as I can be for September but Uh, moose is also something that i would love to uh to go out and get i i think bears would be cool it just the depending on the the style of hunt i'd like to shoot a big brown bear but it's expensive uh, yeah you know some of these some of these bear hunts are are a little uh a little out of my price range right now but you know we'll see sell a few records and things can yeah, happen. do
0: it before you have kids <laughs>
6: yeah, exactly learn yeah learn from someone who knows yeah, yeah.
0: um but yeah I, like i said i did the black bear hunt that was pretty cool shot one with a bow and then shot a, a one with a rifle yeah uh, in alberta and oh, it's affordable cool. i think the whole you know in and out with airfare and everything was six under six grand so not bad uh, you can definitely do that um let's get back to the music here um like we said New record coming out sometime this fall. Uh, you already played us. Uh, well, I think it will be the
6: first single. Uh, well the, what I played so far is a damn good goodbye mm-hmm. and uh, when I drink beer. Yeah. This uh, this next one I'm I'm not sure if it will be the first single or not, but it's a uh, it's definitely in the running. Um, this one's called uh, jacket on. It's a it's a cool song. It's about a a guy and a girl that used to be something, but Now they're not anymore, but they still like to get together every once in a while.
1: Ring on the phone, knock on the door, kiss on the wine glass, dress on the floor. Her lips on my lips and my hands on her waist Blonde hair falling on my pillowcase She ain't the kind of girl who tell a lie She meant for good when she told me goodbye She said hell would freeze over for she ever came home Guess the devil's got his jack Maybe she got lonely, maybe she got drunk Maybe she got tired of missing what she thought she could give up Well, it couldn't get much hotter up here in this bed tonight While the man downstairs is watching all his fire turn to ice well, She ain't the kind of girl who tell a lie She meant for good, when she told me goodbye she said hell would freeze over before she ever came home. Guess the devil's got his jacket on. Yes, yeah, she's the kind of girl who won't waste her breath. She says what she means. She means what she says. She said hell would freeze over before she ever came home. Guess the devil's got his jacket on. She said hell would freeze over before she ever came home. Home. Guess the devil's got his jacket.
0: Awesome. Really looking forward to the new record. (laughs) Thanks, buddy. Yeah. So, uh, like we said, sometime this fall, I'm sure people can follow along on all your social media stuff, website, and uh, stay tuned to find out exactly when it'll be coming out. But a new single will be coming out uh, very soon. So, looking forward to that. Uh,
6: Website? Website is MikeRyanBand.com and you've got all the social media stuff oh yeah yeah we're on facebook and twitter instagram um if you're looking for downloads uh we got all our music up on uh, itunes or you can stream it on spotify um wherever you like to get your music you can find it awesome
0: well hey we appreciate you dropping by the studio Uh, Good luck on your elk hunt. Thanks very much, man. Appreciate it. Get one. Send us a picture.
6: You got it. Hell yeah, man! I'll I'll send everybody pictures. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Take care.
0: There he goes, everybody. Mike Ryan, singer songwriter extraordinaire, passionate hunter. Uh, Great to have him on the show today. That segment, by the way, brought to you by Costa sunglasses. Uh, If you're booking your next big fishing trip, you need to check it out. CostaDelmar.com. They've got a full lineup of 580p polarized sunglasses. They've got lens, uh, both plastic and glass lens, plus you can customize your frame, your style, mix and match it any way you want. And you can do that all at CostaDelMar.com, Costa Sunglasses, see what's out there. Let's take a break. Up next, an old friend makes his return to the show. You know him as a staunch supporter of the Second Amendment and from movies such as Full Metal Jacket. The great Arlie Lee Ermey joins us next only on DSC's Lone Star Outdoor Show.
1: Turn me loose, set me free. Somewhere in the Middle
5: of Montana.
0: Cable Smith here for Lone Star Ag Credit. We all know land is a limited commodity. Let's face it, they're not making any more of it, but everybody wants it, whether that's to build a house, hunt deer, or run cattle. Allow Lone Star Ag Credit to help make that land your land. They've been doing it since 1917. For more information, visit lonestaragcredit.com to let them help you finance your piece of Texas today. We all love fishing, but private water fishing makes the experience even more enjoyable. Private means private, and when you reserve one of over 50 private lakes, that means you're the only one on the water. Lakes are stocked and professionally managed to grow big bass, and most have boats on site at no charge. You'll catch bigger numbers and bigger fish than on public water. Silence, solitude, and no crowds. It's a great way to introduce kids and grandkids into the outdoors. Visit privatewaterfishing.com to become a member today. Do you have a hog problem at your ranch or deer lease? We have the solution. The system hog trap comes in two sizes, 17 foot and 30 foot diameter traps. After you trap the hogs, take the top section off the trap and use it for another feeder site to keep the hogs away from the feeder. The system is both a trap and a deer food plot fence. That way you don't waste your money on just a hog trap. Call 940-391-3669 or visit www.goinfencing.com. That's Fencing.com.
4: Hey, North Texas sports fans. This is Brian Spagnola, general manager of Texas Motorcars in Addison. My family's been in the car business for over 50 years, and I want to show you the difference in buying from a family-owned and operated business. TexasMotorcars.com is an awesome website that lets you do virtually all of your shopping online. We have a professional photographer that takes amazing photos and we give you all the information that you'll need up front. You can even find out how much we will give you for your trade-in before you ever come in. I take pride in the fact you can come in, choose a car, and be out in less than an hour. We have financing rates starting at 1.79% on pre-owned vehicles and can help almost anybody. Please do yourself a favor. If you're in the market for a pre-owned vehicle of any kind, give us a shot. Let me show you how easy buying a vehicle should be. Visit TexasMotorCars.com or come visit our 20,000-square-foot indoor showroom in Addison. Again, visit TexasMotorCars.com or call us at 1-888-9-TX Motors.
0: Abel Smith welcome everybody back to Dallas Safari Club's Lone Star Outdoor Show, brought to you by Lone Star Beer and Hoff. Oh, Power Polaris getting a little help there from ZZ Top. LaGrange, one of my all-time favorites. Uh, hope everyone is having a great day. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Hope everyone has big plans to get into the outdoors, maybe take a kid fishing this weekend, because they are the future for this lifestyle that you and I love so dearly. Uh, This segment of the show, by the way, brought to you by the Stillwaters Ranch in Lano, Texas. Right now, my buddy Clayton Leverett is offering a trophy hunt package for the coming season. It's any buck, that's right, any buck up to 199 inches for the flat rate of seven grand. You get to pick out the deer that you want to shoot. You don't have to pay for a lease, you don't have to pay for feed or fuel or any of that stuff. I mean, I have a lease, it's expensive, Uh, and you know, seven grand's a lot of money, but Uh, If you want a uh, hassle-free whitetail hunting experience, bring home a nice buck, put some venison in the freezer, go to thestillwatersranch.com. Tell them I sent you. That's thestillwatersranch.com. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and bring on our next guest. He is the host of Gunny Time on Outdoor Channel. Uh, You know him from his signature roles in movies like full metal jacket it is my pleasure to welcome back gunnery sergeant r lee ermy to the show
2: well you know it's always good to be hanging out with you guys hey you know what we got the new shows coming up this uh, uh matter of fact we started last week but they're on every wednesday on the outdoor channel wednesday evening seven thirty show all i can say is if you don't want to be addicted to a show don't watch the damn show. Gunny time.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's at uh, right. So six thirty our time here in the, in Texas, uh, Wednesday nights on Outdoor Channel. What have you been up to of late?
2: <laughs> I've been up to everything you can imagine. I just got back from Austria. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a spokesperson for Glock. Sure. So you know, we we got go over twice a year now and kind of. Mr. Glock likes it. I come over and tell him my new jokes and get him to smile <laughs> a little bit. And, and everybody everybody enjoys a good joke. But I've uh, uh, been really busy. I uh, I uh, I just finished uh, the eighth episode of Gunny Time. I think I've got nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I've, I've got probably three or four more to go. Uh, been real busy traveling for Victory Motorcycles. Getting ready to head up to Sturges here pretty quick too. Oh, yeah. And uh I'll meet a bunch of my buddies up there just busy. I, I do a lot of uh function for the military. I just came off of we two weeks ago we were on board the USS Macon Island. Hmm. We were out for the shakedown cruise out of San Diego, California. And uh, I mean, how could they, I took my phone crew with us, and how could they go out without us and test all their guns, you know? I mean, (laughs) dude, they require close supervision, those squids, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But they treated us like, like royalty. We had a great time, you know? The Marine Corps and the, and the Navy have always had this little rivalry thing going on. But it's all been fun, and it's, you know, let's face it. Everybody in America has got got somebody, a cousin, a niece, a nephew, a brother, a sister, mom, or a dad. Somebody somewhere in that family has got somebody in the military. Well, if you've got anybody on the Macon Island, make sure you... uh Pay close attention because those shows will be coming up. Uh, Mo Ricky Tick. I think we've got two shows out of it, so hmm. uh, so we're it's going to be fun. And I I met another gun that I'm totally impressed with, and it's a forty millimeter gun that shoots forty thousand rounds of, a minute.
0: Wow. You said so. You said you met another gun. It's like you're, da- you, it's like you're dating these things. You know. You well, just...
2: I love them. I, <laughs> the, I was in love, and I, I, I totally was dedicated, and I married uh, the Ma Deuce for years. That, that's that big fifty-caliber machine gun. Uh huh. And then I met the Dillon Minigun, and the Dillon Minigun shoots uh, uh, three oh, thousand plus rounds per minute. I think it can go up to like four or five. Uh, even more in some cases, but they, they think <clears throat> they should sh- shoot at about uh, 3,000 rounds a minute because anything more than that is kind of a waste, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a little overkill. <laughs> yeah, but, three
0: thousand's uh, not enough. Well, then,
2: uh, and then you started yeah. cheating
0: on the uh, Dylan minigun with this uh, 40 millimeter you just well, met. Well,
2: you know, I met the 40 millimeter here on, on the Macon Island, and uh-huh. uh, it's all computer operated, and they let me... They let me uh get on the computer and and uh knock down a few targets and uh up in uh what is it uh Oregon or Idaho, they're allowed to have more than a couple wives well i'm <laughs> I'm married up now to about three machine guns that I truly love they're just amazing guns
0: yeah yeah and, well and that's the the premise of gunny time is you know uh, folks get to basically ride along and, and see some of these incredible, uh, you know, some of this weaponry that you get to uh, experience. Well,
2: oh, it's fun. I, You know, our, our philosophy is, and, and my job is, I mean, come on, my job description is the guy that goes around and plays with everybody else's toys, you yeah. know. And and I can't wait to get out of the rack in the morning so I'd go to work and, and play with more more uh, high-powered uh, modern technical wonders, but uh huh. we can't drive it flat or shoot it, we just blow it up and <laughs> get done with it but everybody everybody loves a great explosion too oh
0: yeah, yeah,
2: so that 's what we do on the show i just I just recommend that anybody wants to to see modern technology and and we go back to black powder and way back to china when when they first invented uh, black powder and you know so it's uh, historical it's, it's just educational
0: yes it is indeed and and let me ask you this um well actually no i have a note here not to ask you that uh i, <laughs> don't I think that. You know, I, I have something <laughs> here that says don't ask him about politics the election or non domestic hunts
2: so no, go, that's that's a problem because you, you know i represent product yeah but you know, everybody has different philosophies on their political, different political views and everything. And so, I don't want to side with anybody. I'm an independent. Sure. And uh, I, I like to vote for. I'm 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 the guy that demands it. I will vote for the guy that I think is best suited for the job.
0: Well, we all should. And,
2: and and we just, if I go there, then I'm I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna alienate half of America. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, and it I, seems
0: I, I, like everyone's afraid of hurting some, someone's feelings. Like my, my three-year-old son's soccer yep. league, uh, mm-hmm. everyone got a trophy, even the losers. When I was a kid, oh, yeah. just 30 of years course. ago, we well, first of all, we kept score. They don't do that anymore. Well no, we damn my, sure my know my who won and lost. And if you lost, you didn't get a trophy.
2: Yeah, my granddaughter uh, was involved <laughs> with the uh, baseball, softball thing going on here uh, last year. And so my wife and I went down and, and cheered to cheer her on, you know. And and I, I get there and I'm sitting in the bleachers and I ask, who's ahead? <laughs> I got I got more nasty looks from old old women than sitting there boys just like, how dare you ask who's ahead? We don't keep score here. Yeah. And I said, well, what the hell is the use in playing now? <laughs> Why are we playing this game even? Oh, well, it's exercise for the kids. But I mean, we need to teach our kids how to lose gracefully, don't we? Sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just as important as winning. Yeah. Is uh, I mean, uh, let's face it, I, we can't win every time, and and so here this kid is. He's 19 years old, and finally he loses. Well, the kid's going to take a gun or something and a rope and go in his room and hang himself. He's just he's not conditioned to lose, you yeah, know. Yeah. I mean, so what's of America? The yeah, I go down to I used to go down to auditions and i I figured I would I would usually score about 75 percent on the auditions. But that means that I lost 25% of the time. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that I'm going to take, go out and leave the studio after the audition, go out and drive my car off a freaking cliff? Of course not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, you, you you need to learn how to lose and just as much as you need how to gracefully win, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm—they've neutered our young boys. I am—I am totally disgusted with society at this stage of the game. I'm 72 years old, so I've been around for a while, <laughs> and I've been watching this progression uh, as as we go along. And and poor little boys. I mean, by the time the kid's seven or eight years old, he's totally neutered. You know?
5: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: But uh we need to I think it's very, very important that we condition our our young people to learn how to lose gracefully. Everybody loves a winner, don't we?
0: Yeah, yeah but everyone yeah. can't be a winner, which we gotta stop telling everybody that they are. Um
2: Exactly. I don't go with this this everybody gets a trophy deal. Yeah. I mean everybody gets a pat on the back and everybody gets an attaboy for for participating. I mean everybody can't win every time. Yeah. Plain and simple. Well, let me ask you
0: this, just kind of uh, yep. shifting gears did you do uh i think last time we spoke you told me you like to go to uh shooting competitions and i think your favorite gun to shoot was the m one grand open sights i don't know oh if it,
2: yes absolutely i've i've had five m one grand uh, it's the uh i think it's the solid most solid rifle ever built it's uh it's just an amazing gun. Uh, thirty odd six uh the the round itself is is the best round i mean you can hunt any any animal in North America with a sure. 30-06 round, uh-huh. be they moose or grizzly bear or uh, antelope, you know, you, or just anything you want to hunt. So yeah. it's a great round. So did you do any of those competitions line, this year? Yeah. I'm I'm hoping to get to Camp Perry for the national finals this year. All depends on my schedule. Yeah, I work. Uh, I have a, a manager, and I I have a, a group that I uh, that looks after me that I support, you know. And so they, of course, would rather me rather see me not do uh, <laughs> Fun the stuff. shooting matches, which <laughs> doesn't was... put any any loot in their pocket at yeah. all, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, but they'll schedule me to, and I'm I'm getting I'm 72, like I say, so I'm. Kind of they figure you know I've only got maybe another 10 15 years left of working <laughs> so they they need to squeeze as much out of this old sponge as they possibly can no doubt no doubt <laughs> well
0: what uh, what hunts do you have coming up this fall that you're looking forward to
2: well I was I was thinking I'm I'm gonna at the shot show I'm gonna try to work out a, a hunt in Siberia I tried to I've been two years now I've been trying to go to Siberia and hunt I may go up to Canada this year, and uh, I had an old farmer up there that uh, called me up one day and said, "Hey, I got a about a 450-inch elk up here that is just uh, <laughs> I see him every now and then. But if you want to come up here, we'll we'll see if we can find him. If we can find him, you can shoot him. And now he's called me and said, "I got a bigger one." Oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, I went up and got the four, and he, he ended up measuring out at 7x7, seven seven, 455 inches, which good. is Booner rocket for sure. It's a good one. But this one, he says, is even bigger, so I don't know. I might have to go up to Canada again this year. <laughs> awesome, <laughs> and
0: you'll take the thirty out 6 with you?
2: Uh, no, I when I go with the elk, I I, I go with the 300 Winchester mag or mm-hmm. a 7mm mag. Oh,
0: yep, yeah, seven mag is yeah. my, my favorite, honey. A
2: seven millimeter yeah. mag is a real fast round, and it's a good solid hitting round. You know, and you can shoot, uh, you can shoot for a mile and hit your damn target. It's oh, just yeah. a beautiful gun. Yeah. Optics, I, I don't like optics. I don't trust them. I'm old fashioned. I still like my iron sights. Mm-hmm but oh, I uh I trust me I can put it right in the boiler boiler room every time.
0: <laughs> yes sir. Yes sir. Well uh, l- let me ask you just a couple things looking back over the years. Do you uh do you remember your earliest hunting memory?
2: Oh my god I grew up hunting so you know when I was uh, 7 years old I had a Daisy air rifle. Uh, I worked. I, I worked on the farm, so you know mm-hmm. I got paid. I, I worked for my neighbors. When my neighbors would go on vacation, I'd milk their cows and feed their livestock and make sure everything was taken care of on their farms, and and they would pay me. Like uh, heck, I would make sometimes two, three dollars a week. <laughs> you know, so I saved that up and I bought my Daisy air rifle. I got to the point where I was good enough with that Daisy where I could kill a, a Kill the rabbits, mm-hmm. awesome. I, and uh, that's pretty good with the BB gun. Oh, I got to yeah. tell you. Then I graduated to the to the pellet guns, but uh, by the time I was seven years old, and it just seems to me like when I was seven years old, kids were a lot more mature back in those days. Yeah, well, we had a lot more responsibility, and mm-hmm. and we just were more mature. It looks like you know, when I uh, talk to seven year old kids today, they're just they're babies, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well oh, it was nothing now, to I, just grab a twenty two or whatever you know, ten yeah. years and under and these days you no one would hand a kid a twenty two and just say, All right, go to the woods, we'll see you at oh, yeah. dark, you know, it, at dark.
2: See by the time I was ten or eleven years old I had a twenty two mm-hmm. and I was squirrel hunting. So yeah. you yeah. know, it's just uh I guess it's uh you know, you get responsibility heaped up on you on the farm. You you have to grow up responsible and and uh you grow up faster. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've uh, been hunting ever since, and and my first experience of hunting, it just seems like I never, ever had an experience not hunting.
0: Mm -hmm. Kudos to your parents for raising you the right way. You know, we need more. Yeah, and
2: fishing. I mean, we we always had farm. I grew up in Kansas, uh, northeastern Kansas, and, and, uh, man, we always had farm ponds. You know, We'd go catch some old bullheads and catfish and some big old catfish out of those little farm ponds. So you know, we we grew up hunting, fishes I had five brothers, so we, I had plenty of people to play with. That, oh yeah, <laughs> but that was the you know, that was my playmates was my brothers because the closest farm to me was probably about a, a half hour walk.
0: I think it was a better time back then, and then so. yeah, I feel kind of
2: sorry for the kids nowadays. Everything is <clears throat> everything is computer games. I mean, uh, it's gotten to the point where all you have to do is couple times a day you have to throw a peanut butter sandwich into their room so they don't starve (laughs) to death you know while they're playing nintendo or whatever the heck the the going game of the day is but uh when we were kids we didn't have any electronics we were out uh, we were outside doing things and we were getting our exercise you you go uh i take my granddaughter to school every once in a while. and I, I sat there uh, waiting for her. I'll pick her up in the evening. I sat there waiting for old Rosie, and I'll, I'll just look and say, my God, about 90% of the kids that have walked out of the school are in terrible condition. They're all overweight, and they just don't look healthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I feel I feel sorry for the kids today. Yeah. What a shame. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, you know, we are excited, like we said, uh, about Season 2 of Gunny Time, Wednesdays, 6.30 Central Time. Uh, that's, of course, on Outdoor Channel. and. Outdoors, it's what we all love. Yes, sir. Well, hey, Gunny, we certainly appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for your service. And uh, we look forward to seeing all the cool stuff you're going to be blowing up here in Season 2.
2: Well, you know, my service has been an absolute pleasure. And... Uh, uh God bless you, and thanks for sharing your airtime with us. Because we can have the greatest show in the world, and nobody gets the word, nobody'll tune in. You know.
0: Right on. Well, we so certainly thank appreciate you very it. much.
2: All right, take you care. Guys, you guys are always good for us. Take care, Gunny. Semper Fi. Have a great day. Hoorah.
0: All right, there he goes. The great R Lee Ermy, always a treat to have Gunny join us. Uh, you never know what he's going to say. <laughs> and even though I had a list of things. He wasn't supposed to talk about – it seems like he might have talked about a couple of them. But uh, that segment of the show, by the way, brought to you by Rudy's True Texas Style Barbecue, including the newest location in front of the Cabela's in Allen, Texas. Rudy's True Texas Style Barbecue. Uh, Just looking at the clock here. we got to go – got to get out of here. Thanks to all of our guests, of course, Gunny as well as Mike Ryan, who joined us in studio it's great having him in here. Uh, and then also Jeff Patchen of Safari Club International. But we'll do it again, same time, same place next week. Thanks to all of our sponsors for making this show possible. Thanks to you, the listener, for being a part of Dallas Safari Club's Lone Star Outdoors Show. Here's a little Patsy Klein taking us on home. Until next time, I'm Cable Smith saying, Y'all have a great week for in the outdoors.
1: i crazy for crying. And I'm crazy.